joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Delala. Phil, what's up? What's going on, dude? I'm surprised you're here today. Why is that? I thought you'd be uh, just cowering in fear in the corner of your house. I, I'm not afraid of really anything. What would you? What are you afraid of, Kevin Durant or no? No. Oh. Eric, that was a nice move by the Suns. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Okay, this was a good move because they're like, we're, we're in win-now mode. Oh, yeah. But guess who else is in win-now mode? Tell me. Your Nuggets. Oh. Nikola Jokic. Yep. Yeah. Bones Highland. Well, we'll see what happens. As we're recording this, it's ahead of the trade deadline. Yep. So uh, we're not sure what the future holds here, but... Uh, I like the Nuggets, and I like how uh, their roster matches up with the Suns. So you like Jokic, so. Murray, and Gordon versus like, uh, CP3, I'll just say this. Those, Kevin Durant. The Suns and, and the Mavs, Devin Booker. they started playing this season, and they saw how good the Nuggets were, and they were like, we're scared. Yeah. We need to go do something. <laughs> we're scared, yeah. Okay? And then, obviously, the Mavs went out and got Kyrie. Uh, the Suns went out and got Durant. The, the Nets decided to just fold. and uh, The Lakers got D'Angelo no. Russell. <laughs> And now they're going to see if they can match up with the Mighty Nuggets, and we'll find out. Yeah, so you're still guaranteeing a title. I'm not guaranteeing anything. Oh. I'm not guaranteeing. I'm just saying I really like the roster construction of the Nuggets. Got it. And I think that they all fit each other well, and they play well as a unit together. And uh, we'll have to just see if there's, like, enough uh, basketball to go around for, like, a Booker and a Durant. And oh. we'll have to see if Chris Paul stays healthy. I mean, I could talk about this for the whole podcast, wow. but this is more of a Broncos podcast. That's true. But Slightly. I just I thought uh, more. we should start with the news. That, that is that is. Uh, I think people news. care what we have to say about everything. You went to sleep on uh, Wednesday night. You woke up Thursday morning, and Durant was on the Suns. I don't sleep. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. That's true. Maybe, like, 30 minutes here and there. Oh, kind of like uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Did he do that? Well, he, he like slept just like a little bit in during intervals throughout the day. Oh, that's nice. Instead of one big sleep. Yeah. Smart. That way you don't miss anything. The big sleep. Yeah, the big sleep. Exactly. Yeah. You can miss some stuff. How would you say he, Leonardo da Vinci, compares to some of your other favorite Leonardo does? Oh, uh, like DiCaprio? Yeah. He was in the news this week. He uh, was, yeah. yeah. He has a similar, you guys have uh, similar belief taste. system as, as you do. <laughs> no, I don't think that's so. That's not true? No, I think, I think he's oh. kind of like, that's like a Phil Milani. I don't know. Special right there. The, the tremendous hair on Leo. That's true. You know. Been and out a little bit. A big fan of his movies, so. Yeah. Inception? Oh, man. Wow. Can you even handle that movie? No, I don't even know what's how happening. Many, yeah, how many times did you have to watch it? This I've only seen that one time. So you have no idea I, what happened. I don't have yeah. any clue. The Revenant? Really good movie. I'm afraid of things, so yeah. I didn't watch that. See, the bear. You, you gotta watch. You of course love the Departed. That's a great one. Yeah. Catch and me so, if you can. Catch me if you can. That's great. Tom Hanks. Yep. Wow. The guy, his his resume. I mean, it speaks for itself. Yeah. It go go up against anybody. That's true. You know. That's but true. Uh, he's taking a little heat. He has taken some heat. Maybe you guys can connect and. But I think that they're denying the, the yeah, relationship. That's true. So. That's what. That's kind of the, the strategy you took too, right? Just deny, deny, deny. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric, should we talk a little Broncos? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, of course, last week, uh, the Broncos made it official. Sean Payton, the 20th head coach in franchise history. Earlier this week, he was introduced uh, to the media, really to the world. That's, as that's the true. Broncos it wasn't just coach. the media. Uh, hey, it, was had, the, it was to the world. It was uh, Broncos country. Yeah. 
Which is more like Broncos world. Bronco land. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he had a tremendous press conference. He did. I think that you should be really excited if you're a Broncos fan about uh, the things you heard. This guy took control of that room. He took Dominance. command. You, uh, there's going to be no doubt, Phil, around here about who's in charge. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, who's going to set the tone for how things are going to happen. Yeah. And I think I like the, a tone setter. Yeah. And I, I think the message was you're either going to fall in line or you're not going to be here. Yeah. It was spicy, and I liked that. Do you think everybody's going to be in line? Well, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to Hard see. Hard for everybody to be we'll in line, right? See. That'd be a long line. It could be really long. That'd be a really long yeah. line. Yeah. And be there's like, some new guys who have to get in the line. It'd be like so you have to make some room for them. And me when we're like trying to stand outside the Peter Millar store and, and wait for it to open. Long yeah. line. Yeah. But when we stay. When the new ca- fall catalog comes yep. out, and we're yep. like, gosh, got to get that cashmere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we stay in line. Exactly. We don't leave. Phil, I would say. Peter we, sets a tone and we're in line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Phil, I would say that uh, one thing I enjoyed based on how we interact on this podcast, you know, we like to, we don't take shots, Phil, but we'll take a jab here and there. We go to the line. Yeah, exactly. Push it. Uh, uh, Mr. Sean Payton, he went right up to that line too a couple of times. Sometimes. Do you think he crossed it or do double you think jabs. that he. No, I liked no, it. No, yeah, he I pushed liked them it. All. I like it too. Yeah. I liked all of them. Yeah. He said, uh, I think one of my favorites was, I don't think the fans will have to count down the play clock for us this year. Yeah, that was a good one. A little tweak, a little yeah. twist. Uh, who is that uh, tweak at? Uh, I think former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, I think so, too. Actually, I don't, I don't a think. Little, I just kind of yeah, know that. You know that, yeah. I use my brain, and I know that. Yeah. He also took a little bit of a jab at D'Amico Ryans. That's true. Uh, said he, he must have been talking to Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Because which was a, a, a tweak kind of at D'Amico. And also a little at Lewis. Maybe unintentionally <laughs> at Lewis. Also, I think at Ian Rappaport. Oh, yeah. That's true. Because Ian was the one, of course, who, uh, and we're fans of Ian, but he, yep. uh, he reported the Broncos had reached out to D'Amico at the last second. And yeah. Then Greg Penner, George Payton denied that. That's true. Um, any, what, any other tweaks? He, uh, he said that he's the tweaked, last person who needs to Russ be. Tweaked a little uh, bit. Oh, he tweaked himself. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of the league. Yeah. It was just, it, I liked was, it. it was amazing. I do think that a Sean Payton press conference is, We'll always have like a little a, nu- a nugget here or yeah, there where you're like, like oh, that. that was good. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. As ours, got to be ready. You got to be ready for you that. You got to be ready to go. And Phil, last thing that stood out to me, he, um, we spent all last year talking about, oh, this rivalry between the Chiefs, the division oh, rivals. Yeah, he handled Nathaniel that well. Hackett, all, just his message was kind of, I don't hate anybody. I have love in my love heart. Everybody. We're looking forward. Too much energy um, uh, with hate. Yeah. And like, hey, I have a lot of respect. Sean Payton comes out and says, I never want our division opponents to win anything. Yeah, he said a good day for the Broncos is a Broncos victory and the other three lose. Yeah. I and agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I mean, that's accurate. So I like that. I like that tone. That'll endear him quickly to fans, I'm sure. If, if you're a Broncos fan out there, there's no way you're not rooting for the Eagles, right? Correct. Well. You have to root for the Eagles, uh, no matter what. Really, no matter what, if you ask me. Derek Wolf, former Bronco, is rooting for the Chiefs. Let's see. That makes me... Angry. Uh, disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Makes me want to go shoot a mountain lion with a bow and arrow. With a bow and arrow. Yeah. He made sure that everybody knew it was bow and arrow. Well, you got to. I think yeah. that makes it a lot more impressive. Really? Well, then just having, I mean, I don't really, we don't need to go all the way into that. Because, because I think it's probably some, crossbow, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about hunting at, at all. At least you got to be able to like. Pull I don't think that you right? pull an arrow like a Robin Hood and fire it. And oh, you don't think so? 
I could be very wrong. I think you pull it, and then there's like a, a mechanism where it kind of like locks back. Oh, God. And, and so then you e- fire a trigger, though, to like shoot it, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some of our hunting listeners can tell yeah. us. <laughs> I just don't know anything about it. Gosh, the, I haven't uh, used a bow and arrow since I was at Boy Scout summer camp. Like With when the I was, suction cup? And it just... Sh- <laughs> it's a real, it's a real <laughs> oh, arrow. Oh, got it. It was. Okay. But you would like pull it back, and it would, there was kind of like a... It would hold it in place a little bit. Uh-huh. And you, would, you would still have to let go, though. Did it have a scope? No. I no. don't think so. There's like a little actually. line you would look at, and it would kind of tell you where it was supposed to go. But yeah. So yeah, but he of course was roommates with Travis Kelsey. I mean, when they're doing this, uh, what is it, the biathlon? Oh yeah, right. The skiing? yeah, where, where they cross country ski and then they have to hit the target. Are they are they hitting a button? I don't think that's a bow and arrow, is it? Oh well, there is one oh, with yeah, a bow and arrow. Is there? Yes, I, I think. Oh, I maybe it's know. just a gun. Yeah, there's one shooting where they lie down on the ground. Yeah. But and that's really hold, hard because you got to hold your breath. Your, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be very well conditioned to do that. That's true. We would yeah. be good at that, I think. Of course. Get in the gym. Which Broncos player do you think would be the best at biathlon? Um, Jerry Judy, maybe? Oh, yeah. Got yeah. kind of the frame for it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah. be able to calm his, down. Yeah, he's probably really calm. Yeah. Justin Simmons kind of has yeah. the same sort yeah, of frame. Yeah, be, yeah. Nice, yeah. Yeah. He's in really good shape. He yeah. Could just, he could probably go long distance on some cross-country yeah, skis. Exactly. Yeah. Some nice winter sports. Get up into the mountains. That's true. Yeah. Eric, of course, you're a big downhill skier. That's, I love it. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel the need for speed, you know? Uh, the the danger. is The danger. Sort of that's where I live. Yeah, yeah, you live for that. It's really nice. So, uh, Yeah. That is really nice. So that's what stood out to me from Sean Payton's press conference. Yes. Uh, yeah, he said that uh, he's a big Eagles fan this weekend. Yep. That was good. Yeah, I think he I think he definitely set the tone. He said everything that you want to hear if you're a Broncos fan, uh, especially the Russell Wilson thing. That sort of blew up, huh? Oh, the office? Or I guess yeah. not really the office, the personal coach. He said, that's yeah, he said foreign no to me. That's yeah. not going to happen here. Yeah. Good. He set didn't the... even know about it. Do you believe that or no? Uh, no. Yeah, I think he definitely yeah, I think knew he knew that. about it, but yeah. I uh, – it was interesting because he could have said, like, that's something I'm going to handle with Russell. Yeah, exactly, but he didn't. And kept it private, and instead was... he said, that's not going to happen. And yeah. I kind of like that he just set the tone there. Yes, of course. Um, I wonder if that's how Russell found out. I would assume no. No, I don't think so. But uh, Russ is pretty tapped in, Yeah, I would say that. So he he kind of knows what's going on. He's even calling the commissioner, you know. That's true. The flag play football. flag football. Yeah. Of course, Russell Wilson is a big proponent for flag football. He's a... Uh, working to try and get into the Olympics. So that was no secret that he's a big fan of flag football. That would be kind of like, wouldn't the U.S. just kind of crush? I don't know. I mean, of course, the game is trying to expand globally. You know, the Broncos uh, played in London. There was a game in uh, Germany this year. Game in, not next year, but there was games in Mexico. Yeah. So, But the NFL players are still playing those games, right? Yes, but I'm saying the game is expanding. So, yeah. like, there's fans in these areas. But, that like, I would imagine if you tried playing. to put together the all-stars of uh, almost any other country, it would they would just not be competitive. Probably. But just like basketball. Eventually you eventually get there. Eventually you get there. So you got to start somewhere. But I would try to rack up some of those gold medals while you can. Yeah, get ahead on yeah. it. Get ahead on it, yeah. I wonder if NFL, the rugby NFL players probably can't play in the Olympics. Can they? Why not? I don't know. Do you think NHL they players played? Not this last year, but but they have. They before. have in the past. That's an yeah. NHL rule, right? Not a 
I think so. Or an, uh, US and before before the Dream Team, I don't the NBA players. Though. Those were U.S. rules, right? I think so. Yeah. For to amateurs. Yeah, exactly. Now you got the NIL to protect the purity of the sport. Exactly. Of sport yeah. of sport <laughs> of sport. Yeah. From media. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Eric, but I thought maybe uh, uh, this episode we could talk about. We'll identify three players. I think. Okay. And we'll say these three players will benefit the most from Sean Payton. Oh, from him being here. Yeah, exactly. He he arrived, and these three players are going to be like, yes, okay. the most. Okay. Offense, maybe if you got a defensive surprise in there. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And maybe like, uh, I don't know if you want to, we could talk about some players who are like, uh-oh, Sean Payton's here. <laughs> I'm scared now. Some jabs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that's what we could talk about. Sure, that'd be really like nice. That. You like that? Yeah. Uh, before we get into that, Eric, let's talk about how NZ Nation can get involved in the show. Oh, yeah, Phil. You can do a bunch of different uh, things. You can leave an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. You can leave a voicemail at 707neutral. We'll uh, play it right here on the air. You can tweet at us directly on Twitter, at Eric Delilah with an A, at Phil Milani with a PH, one L in Phil. In Phil, yeah. And then one L in Milani. Yeah. But it's if you spell my a, full name, Philip? Two L's. Two L's. But only one L in Phil. If, yeah. Uh, or, Phil, you could go on down. You take a little stroll. You get on the internet highway. Really? Dial, dial maybe, up that? Maybe uh, not a highway. Maybe like a nice internet boulevard. A boulevard. Stay on the sidewalk. Be careful. No bicycles allowed on the sidewalk. Not on the sidewalk, no. They still should obey traffic laws. They should. They're supposed to. But you keep walking down that boulevard. You get down to the old Broncos YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Leave a comment. Yeah. Should you subscribe when you get there, yeah, too? I, no, I yeah. absolutely would. Yeah. Uh, we got some nice comments from last week's show. Oh, yeah? Of course, it came out a day late. And a dollar we short? We were waiting for Were we a dollar news. short or no? No, we we delivered. Day late, dollar. Uh, a more. <laughs> yeah. Surplus. Oh. We got some comments. Bagflation. Yeah. Shogun K-R-K-N. Kirkin. Kraken. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Shogun Kraken. I think this is a repeat commenter. Yeah, I think a fan of the show. Says, um, please bring Benjamin Albright to the show. I like his alpha male vibes. Or at least ask Eric, spelled properly. Thank you. To wear a cap backwards. It could do the trick. Love the show, though. Oh, what do you yeah. think about that? What My T-shirts, unfortunately, are not tight enough for me to pull off that sort of, like, alpha male vibe that what about Ben's the pants? got going. What about the the pants? pants, yeah, they're also not tight enough. Are they made out of leather? They're not made out of leather, and they're not, um, like, a nice bright pink. So you're a ways off. I'm I'm still working. Yeah. I think they're in, in, in terms of fashion, I'm more down the QZ lane. Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't think Benjamin could put on, put on a QZ? He's gone too far down the other. I just He's more of like a jacket guy, like a suit guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, what about a backwards hat? Have you ever worn a hat backwards? I'll sometimes turn a hat backwards. Like, you know, maybe you're hanging out at the beach or by the pool or, uh, you know, maybe you're out there fishing. Uh-huh. But I'm not, I'm not just going to, like, show up to work with a backwards hat. But you have in your life taken a hat and put it on backwards. Yes, I have. Wow. I, I admit to that. A fitted hat or a snap with a fitted hat, can that have still have like a strap, even if it's not technically like a snap? You know what I'm talking about? Like there's a di- there's um, there's one that's in between, like right? A little stretchy. 
No, like it's still, it's like the cloth that. Oh, it like pulls and then you lock it like a little yeah, latch. Yeah. I know what you're talking Like about. some have those. Yeah, I would consider that in the category of a snap. Okay, then I've only done it with a snap. Yeah. Never a fitted. Yeah, the fitted is fitted hard to doesn't pull have the little like cutout, right? Dan Quinn sometimes wears the hat backwards fitted. There's no cutout, right, in the fitted? Correct. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. Solid. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's like what a baseball player wears. Is the fitted? Oh yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't do that backwards. Got it. I so there's you gotta have some standards, I think. Yeah. yeah. Larry Walker famously at bat one time put it backwards in an All Star game against oh. Randy Johnson. Yeah, that was oh. like a famous moment. Then he hit the bird. <laughs> Different moment, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Edwin Espinosa, great show, Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's work. Some people thought maybe Champagne was gonna say let's ride. He did he, not. He didn't. He did. I don't think that that will ever happen. Uh, this one's from Dominic Cavazos. Okay. Sean Payton's first move as head coach removed Swanson. Well, we talked about it was this. part of the trade. It was part of the trade. Yeah. Sean wanted Swanson to stay, but unfortunately yeah. the Saints, they, uh, they just stuck to their guns and we lost him. We lost the little guy. Yeah. Some people thought we were just joking about that, but well, as you can tell, again. he's not yeah, here. I mean, if he were, yeah. if we were joking, why wouldn't he be here? Exactly. So it's, it's not a joke. I mean, not a joke. you know, sometimes like something so like it hurts so badly that you're, you're like, like, this can't, that be, can't real. be real. Yeah. It can't be real. Uh, that's maybe what some people thought. Like, yeah. Hey, this, they, these guys were just joking, but they were just, they were just joshing us. We were not. Right. Took a long time for the league to approve that. <laughs> it did. Uh, he continues, just have to trust that he knows what he's doing, Sean. I trust that. Yeah. And then, uh, by the way, how hyped. Did Eric's Bronco nay get y'all? I just wonder. Probably pretty hyped. People, a couple people a commented people. about the nay. Yeah. Uh, Michael Pack. Hey, Phil and Eric with an E, but ends with just a K. So What? E-R-I-K. So you got both of them wrong? <laughs> it's just. Maybe it's a joke. I don't know. It's possible. Why is it that we're always stoked this time of year only to have our heads hanging at the ends of the year? That's, nice with the ends of the year instead of end of the years. Yeah, that's true. That's next level. My attorney's general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That's, I mean, that's one of those questions where you're, you're like, stop asking questions. You know, it's like a little too on the nose, too detailed Too hit it. Too you're much, like too much. Yeah. You've like cut to the core of somebody. Uh, Jeremy, sounds good. A coach's show, Eric and Phil. We're still working on that. We're working on it. We got to get him on here. Uh, Panorama Black, all one word, Panorama Black. These two are the best. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, the last one here is uh, from Ron C531. You guys need smaller mics. All you can see is your nose and a pair of eyes. Is that true? For you, I think. Mine's in a nice place today. I can go up here, though. Yeah. Maybe what if I took it up here? I think it's Maybe better if people don't see as, well. as much of your face. Less face? Less face for More you. Just for hair. you is good. I try to just show off the hair Less a little. Less hair. Too easy sniper. Too easy sniper. It's just a weird camera angle. Lol. 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 Uh, and then I think that that's it. I think that's all... Oh, well, Christopher Crisante, I do have to get to this. I would run through six brick walls for Eric. 
Wow, that's nice of him. Six. How do you think he uh, landed at six? I don't know. Like five, not enough. Ten, too many. Seven, way too many. Seven, that's like one wall for every day of the week. Yeah. That's maybe a, he, that's maybe a he little like, too Maybe far. he rests on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. One brick wall, Monday through Saturday, yeah. rests on Sunday. Rests on Sunday. Watches, watches uh, some Broncos football on Sunday. Nick Davison. Davison. Not Davidson. Okay. Davis. I believe you. Love the show. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. There was one other one that I... Uh, I feel like you've somebody, said last one like three times. I know. I tend to do that sometimes. I go like, ah, you know, last one. So Somebody said... Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Somebody said something like, um, loved how you kept it all on topic. Like, nice job sticking to just talking about coach. Is that true? Did we actually do that? Oh, this was Jasmine. Good podcast, guys. I love how y'all stayed on topic regarding Coach Payton. Rare. Rare. Yeah, they Rare. will not be saying that about this one. No, they won't. Well, you kind of got it off talking about Durant. You got me fired up a yep, little bit. That's you okay. Upset. Then the the hunting and the yeah, but uh, the Leo. For a lot of people, you could just jump straight to this moment. Yep. Where we dive into our first topic here on the show, talking talking about three players who should be the most excited about Sean Payton's arrival in Denver. Uh, you could start out by naming your first guy. Are we doing three different guys? No, I think they'll probably be the, the same three guys. I okay. think. Okay, I'll I'll start with Russ. I, I think, think that that's where we got to start. Russ, Russ is the number one guy. You start um, with the first guy because that's the most important. Yeah, of course. So we know. Yeah, this. would be weird to just have Russ be the second Random. guy. Yeah. So let's start with Russ. I, I think that um, Sean Payton is going to have a tremendous impact on Russell Wilson. I think he's going to get him back to the type of player that we're used to seeing that we saw in the last couple weeks of the year. I think that for whatever reason, Phil, there was just some sort of disconnect last year in terms of what the Broncos were doing on offense and what Russell Wilson did well and, uh, you know, what, what he was able to do to help this team win. And it just never quite worked. And then we saw the last two weeks of the year when there was a commitment to running the football, um, you know, trying to occasionally hit on big plays, but everything working off the run, we, we saw Russell achieve things that we thought he was going to do all season. Um, Sean Payne is going to come in here, Phil. He's going to look at everything that Russell has done well. He's going to look at what he hasn't done well. Uh, and he's going to build an offense that highlights those strengths. And, and what I really liked that Sean Payton said was, I like to look at, and Bill Belichick is very similar in this regard. I like to look at what my players do well and highlight those strengths. And some coaches focus on, hey, here's what you don't do well. And we're going to, you know, try to either improve that or we're going to um, minimize it. Sean likes to just build things off your strengths and really accentuate those. And I think that's going to be a big help for Russell. I don't know that he's going to jump up and be you know, a top three quarterback, but I would fully expect him to be back in the upper half of the league and uh, and, and playing like a guy that um, you expected him to play like. And, and I would guess, Phil, early next season, midway through next season, all the way, all the way to the end, a lot of people are going to be like, Maybe we were maybe we were a little quick to uh, you know close this book on Russell Wilson and just you know deem him washed up like so many Ooh. around the league have done. The people with the hot takes, you think they're going to be backtracking? I think there's going to be a little bit of backpedaling. I mean, okay. think back to I think it was 2014 when Tom Brady and the Patriots got yeah. blasted by the Chiefs, and uh, was it Kellerman, Max Kellerman? Oh yeah, he was like, it's over, Brady's done. Everybody always wanted to be like the first person to be like, I knew this was when Brady yeah. was going to be done. And then and Brady won happened. three more Super Bowls after that. It never happened. And so uh, 
I'm not saying Russ is going to go win three more Super Bowls, but I, I do think you're going to see a lot of people next year being like, Russ was not the problem here. Yeah. I Let's see. Drew Brees was never a, a um, pro bowler before he started working with uh, Sean Payton. Yep. Then he was an, a first team. All, I'm sorry. He was a one-time pro bowler in 2004. One time. But then once he how started many, working how with How many years? Huh? How many years? Was he a pro bowler? No. Was he playing before, Sean? Just to give people some context here. Uh, five, five years with San Diego. There you go. And You're then saying, he, he in 2004 he was a Pro Bowler, but then his his career really took off starting in 2006. He was a first team All Pro. Uh, he threw for f- 4,400 yards, that led the league his first year with Champagne. 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So this thing could catch on f- quickly. I'll I'll just say that. Then Breeze proceeded to make the Pro Bowl every year from 2008 to 2014. And then also in 16, 17, 18, and 19. So he made the Pro Bowl a lot. Yeah. And I think that that relationship really took off. You know, like those two were inseparable. They seemed to like really hit, get along very well. And there was a special connection there. And I think we've already heard that Russ and Drew, uh, they both live in San Diego. Uh, they've connected a couple of times. And I think that Russ is the kind of guy who is going to, embrace this and he's going to be all in on everything that Sean says. So I think that uh, there, there probably is nobody better out there to come in and help Russ. Uh, we've heard uh, Russ say that Drew Brees is somebody who he watches a lot of film of and says, Hey, here, I like to study this guy. Obviously they're similar stature, but not game really. Right. Game is a little bit different. But I do think that Sean is, like you said, is going to be able to come in, design something to give Russ every opportunity to be successful in this offense. And uh, I think you just got to be excited if you're Russ. I mean, now, for the first time really in your career, you're playing for a head coach who's like this offensive genius. You know, and so uh, I know last year we talked a lot like, hey, Russ has never played with this many weapons before. We were a little bit off on that one, but Sean has proven that he gets the most out of these guys. He can design a scheme to to fit these guys. And you mentioned Bill Belichick. I mean, both of these guys came from the Bill Parcells tree here. So there's going to be some similarities to what Bill likes to do and Sean. And I think that if you're a rust, you just got to be fired up for this. But also, uh, we our friend Ed Werder, he talked to Drew Brees, and he said that, like, it's not going to be easy for Russ. Like, he's got to come in here and work. Yeah, no doubt. And we know Russ is going to work. And Sean Payton mentioned that. He said, I know he's an extremely hard worker. That was one of the things that stood out to him. Um, I think one of the other things that stands out to me, Phil, is that obviously Drew was younger when Sean started working with him. But Drew Brees played until he was 41 years old and was 9-3 and three that season. And so yeah. I think, you know, Drew Brees' game changed as his career went on a little bit. Sean was able to adapt and you know meld the offense to something that fit him. And so I think that's good for Russell too, is that hey, well, I think he'll be 35 near the beginning of next season. Um, his game is might be different two or three years from now than it is yeah. this fall. And so to have somebody like Sean Payton be around consistently, that doesn't mean you have to have wholesale changes, but to just tweak things here and there to get the most out of Russ – Sean's shown that he can have success with an aging quarterback 
And granted, where Russ is now is not, I'm not saying he's old by any means, but in a few years, you're getting up there toward where guys used to retire. And so you're going to have to change things a little bit. Um, And so I think having Sean Payton will, will help in that area as well. Every quarterback's game changes over the course of their career. I mean, Tom Brady, his even the way his body looked from when he was a rookie to at the end, I mean, he shed a lot of pounds. I mean, you got to do that just to be able to continue to play. You know, like you just got to be lighter. You have to be able to still be fast on your feet, so you got to shed some of those pounds uh, in order. So I'm just saying everybody's game, Peyton Manning's game obviously changed after he had his neck surgery. Things had to evolve there and – um, Russ is no different. He's going to have to change his game as he gets older and older. So. Yeah, and he he turns thirty five at the end of November, so it's not November. like it's uh, immediate. But what what do you think the benefits are for Russ uh, having a coach like Sean, where like um, you don't have to like doubt anything there? Because like for so much of his career, it sounds like according to all these reports out of Seattle, and certainly last year, like you're just like not a hundred percent sure about the game plan every week, or like you're sort of like questioning everything. What do you think it does for him to just be like this guy's proven that he's an offensive genius? Yeah, I mean, does it's any probably, change there? Confidence. I mean, Russ is, just, I think, is always going to be an inquisitive guy and want to know why. Yeah, things sure. Are, things are being done the way they're done, and I'm sure he'll continue to have input um, and, and you know, kind of raise his opinions about things if he likes this play, uh, doesn't like this play. I, mean, I think someone was talking about how Drew, you know, Sean used to go to Drew late in the week and say, hey, what are you comfortable running? What should we get rid of for this week? Maybe they get to that point with Sean and Russell. I don't know if it'll be like that immediately. Um, but, yeah, maybe there's a little bit just – I think there's inherent belief from – Russ from everybody on offense that this guy knows from everybody on the team that this guy knows what he's doing and if we just do what he says we're going to win football games yeah I think that that hasn't always been the case the last few years and this is not just Russ I think when you have first-time head coaches who have never done it before and you haven't seen the success you can be going and then kind of sticking with the process and and being like okay well does this even work yeah when the results aren't there Whereas now, I think even if the results aren't there immediately or you have a tough stretch, you still know this guy knows what he's doing. And so you're going to, I think, be more inclined to to stay bought in. Yeah. It's just it seems like uh, like, uh, you know, the that uh, report, I forget who uh, had that last year, but it was like Russ wanted to, like, throw the ball a lot. Then the game plan switched to them running a lot there in Seattle, you know, and then even last year, the style of play was always evolving, you know, throughout the year where at the end of the season, we finally started to see Russ use his legs a little bit more like uh, just wondering what it what it'd be like for Russ to just have a guy like Sean Payton, the head coach uh, for him right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, some of this, uh, I take everything that comes out of Seattle with a little bit of a grain of salt. Because, don't believe it. Yeah. Not that I don't believe it, but uh, just a grain of salt. Like, who knows if this, is, if this is the entire truth just because there's, you know, they have an agenda. You there's know? a narrative coming out of Seattle. There's a narrative coming out of Seattle, and they have their agenda to push of, hey, this was Russ's fault. And nobody else's and so yeah you gotta you gotta kind of always wonder with stuff coming out of there okay well what's the other side of this story yeah and then last year you know was that to me that wasn't necessarily russ it was more hey did this coaching staff know what they were doing in terms of putting a plan together because it was changing all the time i go back to the wristband deal and i've brought this up a lot but you're in week six and they're like we thought we'd try this to see if it worked yeah and to me i'm like 
why why know. didn't you know that already? Yeah, exactly. And so you know you're seeing all these different offenses. You have three different play callers. The Broncos were just changing things consistently to try to figure out hey, does it, can anything work? And so I, again, I don't know that that's Russ. That's the coaching staff trying yeah. to figure out what are we doing. That's what I'm saying. So like for for yeah, him for, to have someone like Sean right off the bat, it's like hey, this has got to be you got to feel excited if you're yeah, Russ. Of course. So okay, you want to get the player number two? Uh, sure. Uh, should I name? Should yeah, I name you can. I think I'll say Greg Dulcich here. Oh, okay. Obviously, I think Jerry Judy might be the other guy we want to talk about. Maybe I don't Jerry Judy is one of my guys. Yeah. Did you think Greg Dulcich or no? Um, I was going to do a defense since you asked oh, for a defense. Oh, okay. Well, then let's do Jerry Judy next. Then. Okay. So we both talk about it. Okay. And then the last one, maybe we can go. Yeah. Our sure. own ways. But I do think that Jerry Judy is a guy who's going to be able to benefit greatly from somebody trying to scheme him open and and for somebody in the play caller to recognize the talent that's there and be like, this this is our best weapon. We've got to do everything we can to ensure that he's affecting the outcome of the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he's going to be a, a focal point, a guy I think that you know, we'll see if the Broncos pick up his – Fifth year option here, but I would imagine. I would uh, imagine yes. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to. You would think yes, right? Just because it's a, it's a very reasonable number, but there are some coaches that say, "Hey, let's motivate guys by not picking up their fifth year option." And so I, I just don't know what they'll do there. Um, For a team that needs uh, offensive weapons at the wide receiver position, if you could have somebody still on a rookie deal, I think I would do that. I, I agree with you. I would yep. do it, but I'm just saying yep. I'm not sure. Like, I'm not like 100% sure they'll do it. You could have a team come yeah. in and say, we'll give you a, a first-round pick for That's Jerry true. Judy. Something and then, crazy could happen. You know, so. you uh, you jump at that. So we'll just see. But assuming Jerry Judy is going to be on the football team this fall, he's a guy that, uh, you know, I think brings a unique skill set. I think you need some pieces around him. But but he's a guy that, yeah, you're going to be able to, uh, to do some really nice things with. And, and Sean Payton is going to get him open in ways that – maybe previously you've seen flashes of, but not on a consistent basis. I think you're going to opposing defensive coordinators are going to look at this and be like, gosh, how do we stop Judy based on how Sean Payton's using him? And we just always hear so much about Judy's route running and his ability to get open. And like, uh, maybe the targets aren't coming, you know, and then, uh, changing positions like, Oh, Hey, is Corlin Sutton the main guy here? Or is it Jerry Judy or this or that? There's been like, for whatever reason, so many reasons why Jerry's stats haven't exploded the way that uh, we hear his talent is like those two things are matching the output and the statistics and uh, the talent there. I think that whatever that gap was, Sean Payton corrects that. And so somebody who's open all the time is going to get the ball a lot in this offense. And, you know, you just think about the great players uh, that Sean had in New Orleans. They put up huge numbers, you know. So I think that, uh, like, gone are the days of, like, oh, well, Jerry's, like, really good and open, but it's just, like, the timing isn't working or this or that or that. uh, No more excuses, like, now there's the quarterback and there's the play caller that's going to scheme this thing, and it should work out very nicely for Jerry. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, again, I I think for just from a consistency standpoint, which you mentioned a little bit, like I think you're not going to have weeks where he's just Absent. disappeared. Yeah. Um, and, obviously, he's got to stay healthy. He's had a little bit of an issue with that in his yeah. career. But um, I think you're going to find unique ways and creative types of plays um, where you get some easy catches, you know, you like the easy catches. 
I think you can scheme yeah. these guys into some stuff like that. Um, and the, the other thing is that Sean Payton is going to know how to draft and acquire talent around Jerry Judy that makes him better and makes the skill positions in general better. I mean, he there was no clear answer on who has final roster control or made that decision. It sounded like it was going to be very collaborative. But listen, we've seen some of the talent. We talked about this last week. We've seen some of the talent that Sean Payton has put on the field for the Saints offense. And, I, you know, I would imagine – he's going to replenish this offense in the same way. And so uh, I'd imagine there's going to be a bunch of different mouths to feed, especially as you turn over this roster a little bit in the coming years. Uh, but Jerry Judy has the talent to to really be special. Yeah. It's just like <clears throat> you see like what he was able to do with these guys. I just think like um, – like he just doesn't get targeted enough like in the past like Jerry Judy hasn't or like um, different issues that just his stats just haven't matched the talent and uh, I just don't think that's gonna be a problem anymore like Alvin Kamara I keeps referring to this but six touchdowns in one game yeah let's get Jerry six touchdowns different position but different yeah. position but the scheme like you would think that over the course of that game they'd be like we need to stop Alvin Kamara now yeah. and there's just you can't do it they should do that with Jerry Judy. Broncos should have players six score touchdowns. six touchdowns every game. Uh, yeah. Why didn't they do that with Alvin Kamara every week? Um, sometimes it's probably harder than other times. Oh, got it. Probably. But um, they should do that with Jerry Judy every week. Every week. If they should, if they can. What is six times 17? A lot. Uh, 102, is it? No. Six, 60 is that right yeah. 60 and then times nice. this, uh, yeah well done 102 yeah that's a lot of touchdowns that's one point on the wonder like <laughs> yeah, exactly that. thank you we've been taking that in the office we have just to make sure we've been getting 60 out of 50 yeah how do you think yeah. that's possible i don't know they they're kind of just curious how anomaly. we're so smart they called you after right they were yeah, like how did you like, do how that? did you how is it possible yeah you had 12 minutes i finished in like four minutes and they were like how did you cheat? This guy's cheating. Oh well. Well, Greg you can't Dolph? measure. Oh, sorry. You can't measure greatness like no. just by a little test. Like that's that, true. You know? It can't contain you. No, that would be yeah. That would be silly to even think that. Yeah. Okay, but now yeah, player number three for me is Greg Dulcich. Okay. I just see that position being a, a major factor in this offense, and I think that um, there are times where maybe. He, Greg Dulcich wasn't uh, – well, first of all, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to figure out that hammy. That hammy, get but that hammy right. Get the hammy right. But uh, uh, if he's able to stay out on the field, I think there were times where maybe, like, he, he disappeared and um, he should just be a matchup nightmare. And so there, there should never be a game where he just disappears. And I feel like uh, there's maybe some similarities to Jimmy Graham there that – Obviously, Jimmy Graham is a, a sensational talent, and I don't want to just, like, put that on Dulcich. But I do think that if the situation works out right, he could be that type of a player for this Broncos offense. Yeah. But I just see greatness for Dulcich. The one thing I'll, I'll say is that when I think of Jimmy Graham, I think of red zone, and I think of, like, dominating mm -hmm. down there mm -hmm. inside the 10-yard line. I got some numbers for it. Oh, Okay. Yeah, share them so, with me. 2013, uh, he has 16 touchdowns. That's a lot. Yep. 16 touchdowns. Uh, led the league that year. He was a first-team All-Pro. But in other seasons there in New Orleans, as a rookie, he had five touchdowns. 
His second year, he was a pro bowler, had 11 touchdowns. His third year, nine touchdowns. Uh, I mentioned the 16 in his fourth year, and then in his fifth year, 10 touchdowns. So he scored a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, he was six foot seven also, which Yeah, he's helps. a big guy. And so that's the only thing where I wonder, and he was 270, I think. 259. 260, okay, so essentially 260. That's where I... Uh, yes, he, uh, Albert O, maybe. <laughs> right, like Greg Dulcich yeah. is not built the same way that Jimmy Graham is. And so I, that's the only thing there that I'm like... I wonder if they need a like that big target that can go up and get a, a ball in the end zone. You know, you're throwing a jump ball on the back line. I can think of Jimmy Graham again and again and again coming down with those plays. I think of Dulcich more, hey, get him in space fast in the open field, and you're, he's going to be, you know, too big to cover for or too fast for a linebacker, too big for a safety. We say it all over and over, but he's going to be a guy that can make plays in space where I – True. I just don't know if he's going to have that touchdown total because I think in the red zone, maybe Sean Payton Size. goes out and finds a guy that's a little bit bigger that can, you know, I think of like a Mo Alley Cox in, uh, in Indianapolis, a big guy. You think of, uh, you know, some of these former, the you know, the former basketball player is always like the... The box the, out, the Antonio Gates, exactly. the Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, like... But I think that, okay, so Dulcich is 6'3", 245. Yeah. So not as tall. Four inches shorter. Oh, four inches t- shorter. But yeah. it, 245 is nice. It is. Um, but that's like the difference between four inches. Like, it's a big difference. It's a difference but between you and me when we're I standing s- up. <laughs> I feel, though, that the game has changed a little bit. And, like, in the red zone, like, speed, like, is a, a bigger factor than it had been, like, when Jimmy Graham was catching all those. Don't you feel like? Yeah, I mean, because, I, I still just think that when you're down there, especially when you're on the five-yard line or you're inside the 10 and it's it's cramped down there, you're, yeah. you're going to have a hard time finding space. You just don't see, like, as many, like, fades or, like, toss-ups or, like, that kind of stuff. Uh, you see more of, like, what the Chiefs do where there's, like, a lot of motion and there's these quick get-to-the-sideline, uh, that that type of a thing nowadays when you yeah. get down there. I mean, not everybody. Teams still, but yeah, it seems still throw the fade. They still throw those jump balls. They still run these like the quick out where you got to box out the defender. Yeah. Um, I just listen. It, re- it really well could be Greg Dulcich who fills that void. I'm just. I'm He's not, not the same player as Jimmy Graham, but like with the, um, I think Greg had what two or three touchdowns this yeah. year, or two. I think he had I two. Think it was just they two. both came yeah. against the, uh, the in SoFi. Yeah, and then he had that long catch against long. Jacksonville that almost, and and they were all kind of like in stride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he was like wide open. Yeah, and so I just want to see the his game. I want to see the red zone impact before I'm ready yeah. to say that he's going to have this huge, this huge uh, jump. So you think? Okay, so you're saying Dulcich bad season. I'm saying good season. I'm not saying bad season. I'm, I'm just I'm saying good uh, Greg Dulcich not yet Jimmy Graham. Splash coffee all over my face. How I'm upset. That? Yeah. I'm not going to say he's Jimmy Graham, but I could see, like, could you envision a world where he has eight touchdowns no. next year? No, you can't no. see it. Until you see him do it, you're not going to believe it. I could see five touchdowns. Okay. He does a lot of touchdowns. He does a lot of Nobody touchdowns. Nobody on the Broncos has, has had eight touchdowns forever. I think Tim maybe got there one year. Oh, uh, well, that would have been two years ago, right? Yeah. I think he had like five. So 
something like that. Five or six, maybe for Tim Day. And two, that would be uh, the twenty twenty one season. Uh, yeah, I think he only had like five or, or so that year. But yes, eight is a lot. Tim had six in twenty twenty. So you're probably going back what to like twenty one. No, that was five. That was his. He had five. Five. So six and then five. So he we're going back to fifteen then or sixteen. Sixteen. Cortland Sutton has never had more than six. He's not a touchdown machine, no. but he's got the size. You see? see, he's a guy that oh. I think could be more, could benefit more in terms of the red zone. Yeah, I mean, you're probably going back to Emmanuel Sanders yeah. or Demarius Thomas. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so yeah, to say that Greg yeah. Dulcich has, I imagine I if think you, he could do it. I imagine if you're saying Greg Dulcich has eight, he's probably not even in your mind in this hypothetical. He's probably not the leading touchdown receiver, right? I think that him and Judy are gonna like take off next year. That when I when Sean when they when uh, the, it was official, Sean Payton's a head coach. Those are the two guys I thought about. I was like, whoa, I can envision them having two big seasons. Yeah, but of course, this team is going to change a lot. From I could see Judy getting right ten. Now. You could see Judy getting ten. Yeah, but I, the Dulcich is just a little. It's a little much. He's got to stay healthy. That always hurts these numbers, as you know. Yeah. Sack numbers, touchdown numbers. Not being out there. If, if you're just not out there, you can't do much. That's true. So he's got he's to get out there. But I could see eight for him, and I could see ten for Jerry. It's a lot, man. That's a lot of touchdowns. It's but that's what I'm saying is that I think Sean likes to identify, like, hey, here are my – these are my playmakers. We're going to get them the ball a lot. That's sort of what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that it's going to be, like, spread over, like – I don't think you're going to see a bunch of guys with, like, three to four touchdowns. I think you're going to see, like, two, three guys really elevate themselves mm. from the rest of the pack. Is that how it was in New Orleans? In my mind, that's how it was. <laughs> Got it. That's how I think of how it. things That's how you there. think about how it was. But Drew Brees also threw a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. So, so who knows, really? There were a lot of touchdowns there. I can look up some of those if you want okay, to start yeah. talking for a little so bit. So, my – this uh, is not, like, revolutionary by any means because he's already the best player on the Broncos, but I do think – Sean Payton being the head coach, I think, could give Sertan, Pat Sertan the second, a, the second, a really good chance of winning Defensive Player of the Year. Um, just because you think they're going to be playing with the lead a lot. I think they'll be playing with the lead. You know, if it ends up being uh, Desai, who's the defensive coordinator, he's a guy who has secondary experience. I think that when you're trailing. Um, you've got to take more chances as the opposition. So I think Sertan will end up with more interceptions. I think it was a little fluky that he didn't get uh, what he ended up with two or three this year. I think he'll. Yeah. He did not have huge numbers. I think he'll have more uh, this season and continue to play at that level. Yeah. Um, One in the pro bowl. Obviously, if you, (laughs) yeah, that counts. Uh, Obviously, if you're playing on a winning football team, you're going to be in that conversation more. I, I just think that, Sean Payton seems to me, even though he's going to defer, I think, defensively to whoever the coordinator is, he's going to want his best players to be in position to make plays. And so I think one of the mandates should be, hey, we know how good Pat Sertan is. Let's find a way to to have him make an impact on this game um, more frequently. And so, you know, I think other where, you know, other places around on the defense, uh, Justin Simmons, a pass rusher, a defense alignment, I don't necessarily – Sertan just still stands out to me as a guy who, as good as he was, there he can was get better. He can get better in terms of making those game-changing plays, and you give the team the lead. And instead of playing, and it's not just the lead, Phil. Instead of playing 
17 to 14 games. You're playing 30 to 27 games. Now, the, you know, you're throwing the, the ball more. The more. Yeah, you're, it's higher scoring. You got more opportunities where they're trying to push it down the field. That, to me, stands out as, as a place where he could, he could do some really good things and, and put himself in that defensive player of the year conversation. Yeah, I mean, he's got to have the interceptions to get into that conversation. Yeah. So. Probably have to have at least five to get yeah. in that conversation. You got to be good. You probably, you know, good in terms of like the team being good. Yeah. Um, you got to have the advanced statistics as a corner. You can't have like a, a down game against a Devontae Adams. Um, yeah. Probably need a touchdown or two. I mean, it, it's it's hard for a corner to win that award, but... Sertan is helped by the fact that he has this name recognition already. So that if he yeah. if he plays well, he'll be in, in the, the conversation. in the minds of of voters. Yeah, yeah, I do. Th- I do think that uh, he has room to grow. He can yeah. he can do more there. Um, and it's hard when you're that shutdown guy. Teams just don't want to test your side. So right. It's hard. It's hard to get in the mix. But like a guy like Diggs, he for some reason he like people still throw it. Yeah, he baits they, him a little. He they jumps can, him. They can beat him. Yeah. Like in that, that Cowboys yeah. game two years ago, Tim Patrick torched him. How do you balance that? Do you do you say, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little more aggressive in some spots here or like you maybe you play off a little, bait him a little more I mean I don't I just know. think Sertan's a better player. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. But somehow you're gonna have to get guys to start throwing your way a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you do Scheme that. Scheme it up. Scheme it. I like that. Scheme it. I mean, I think some of it has to be just you have to be on – you have to shadow the top guy. Yeah, that too. Yeah, like so Devontae. They're going to go to him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, Marquise Colston here as a rookie in 2006, eight touchdowns. 2007, 11. Eight, he had five. And then he had nine, seven, eight, and ten. So he was getting a lot of a lot of uh, touchdowns there. Like he's but are you looking, double But are you looking at like – their overall you're just looking at his stats there yeah just because you know how to do that i'm like i'm gonna look up michael thomas now oh you can just do it by team so and get the the top guys yeah i'm learning how to use the internet stuff. you're learning how to we're still working on it i'm learning how to like um let's see michael thomas not like around nine touchdowns all the time so 2006 I think these guys. 2006, Deuce McAllister had 10. Reggie Bush had six rushing. And then Marcus Colson had eight. Uh, Devery Henderson had five. Joe Horn had four. So a decent number of guys who were involved. Um, let's go to their Super Bowl year and see what happened that year. So 2009, uh, two running backs with at least five touchdowns. Receiving or running? Running, and then you had two, and then you had two guys, Robert Meacham and Marcus Colson, who each had nine touchdowns. See, I think that I think that he likes to get guys the ball, <laughs> some go twos. He likes to, he likes to score touchdowns. Guys. Anything else, or is this hard to look up? No, it's very easy. Two thousand eleven, he had Jimmy Graham eleven, Marcus Colston eight, Lance Moore eight. Robert Maybe. Meacham six, Darren Sproles seven. So they just threw a lot. That they year. just did a lot of touchdowns. They just did a lot. They should do that again next year. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily one guy. It was just they. They just did it a lot. A lot of touchdowns. Which, if you're doing, let's do one more. Just toward the end of Drew Brees' career. 
like a 17 so or 18. Let's say, let's just say hypothetically, like uh, Judy has 10, Dulcich 8, Tim Patrick 8, uh, Sutton 8. So how about that? Okay, so then in 2018, this is the last year we'll read, Kamara had a million, had 18 total touchdowns. Uh, and then receiving wise, they didn't, Michael Thomas had nine. They didn't have anybody else with more than five. He's got his go-to guy. Yeah, I see that being Judy, and then this, and then maybe a Dulcich in the mix there. That's how I see it. That's how you. Uh, That's how I, I see it. You know, as I'm looking through this, Phil, after Jimmy Graham, they didn't, they didn't really have that guy. At yeah, Jared that Cook. Dude. Jared Cook. Yeah, he was nice. He had nine touchdowns in twenty. Uh, he was nice. Twenty nineteen, and he was tied with. Michael Thomas that year, so yeah, the t- I mean the tight end will get some attention. I but just also like Jared Cook is bigger than yeah, Greg Dolphins too. But I do think, like we just said with Russ, that like he's going to look at the talent on this team and be like, "Yeah, we got to get the ball to these guys." But I, my guess is that adding a big tight end is going to be maybe it's not this Priority. year, but at some po- some point as you're trying to get mm. this to into like a Sean Payton roster, yeah, I would guess adding a big tight end is a. And you don't think that's Albert? It could be. Could be. But he's also going into his last year of his deal. And just, be. just because you're big doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be that guy. You said, well, you, you just got to be six seven according to you, right? No, I think you need to be big and be good. good. Oh, not and just I'm, big. I'm not saying that Alberto is not good, but I'm not, he might not be. So he might, might be good and big. He could be. But he also like you could are, be big and bad. You're big. You would be bad. Yeah. So, like, Sean can't just come in here and be like, Phil, uh, we need you to play tight end because we need a big tight end. Oh, I couldn't do it. No. Okay. I mean, I'm probably good for, like, five touchdowns, but not. Like, Julius Thomas was pretty nine. big, right? He was big. Yeah. He, dude got open. Like, that's the. Scored, scored touchdowns. That's what you need. Yeah. I like that. And I feel, I feel I okay being, like, players like Julius Thomas would be good because that's more of, like, a he's not a Hall of Famer. So, I'm not just saying, hey, put a Hall of Famer on this team. Oh, but he was good. So you're like, because, get I, this because good they, guy. they identified the skill set. Let me get a good they guy and have skillset. him do the good things. He then went somewhere else and was not good. Yeah, he wasn't good with he was good with Peyton Manning. Yeah, so he should get Peyton Manning. Okay, according to you, uh, not really. What I kind said. of get Von Miller. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, who's a good tight end? Julius Thomas. Let's get him. Let's get somebody like that. So your your uh, you and your your media crew would be like, let's get Tony Gonzalez. You or want the good ones or the bad ones? Tony Who Gonzalez on or Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp. Like only one of those would be good. They would. Well, no, they would be good. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't take a lot of like brain power to be like that guy. Those guys good. are good. Yeah, yeah. But saying Julius Thomas would be good. That yeah. took some power. Yeah. You revved up the old engine because in a certain, like, offense, a in a certain offense with a certain quarterback, it worked, and then it didn't with work with Peyton Manning. Yeah, so maybe Albert O could be a guy that works. So let's have Russ turn into Peyton Manning and have a really good scheme, and yeah, then he would need to get a Julius Thomas, and then we'll be good. Yeah, got it. I got it. Okay, I'm, I'm eager nice. for Greg Dulcich to score eight touchdowns this year. We're gonna re- save this audio. Yeah. But should we have like a little just to sort of okay, what happens if Greg Dulcich scores eight touchdowns? How many uh, touchdowns what did happens? you think that Jerry Judy was going to have last year? I thought ten. 
And how many sacks did you think Baron Browning was going to have? A lot, but he didn't sit, both of them didn't stay on the field. Yeah, line. that's true. Uh, Judy, the three touchdown game, you got a little worried. You're like, uh oh. Wasn't that with like one week left? <laughs> no, that was Chiefs at home, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So there was a little bit of time left. Yeah. What he finished with six? Yeah, he did his score again. <laughs> he did the three and he was like, I'm he done. Did, I was good. That was good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I missed. I missed. Uh, if Greg Dulcich scores eight touchdowns, yeah, what's gonna we'll happen? go through an entire episode where I I only praise you and I agree okay. with everything you say. Okay. Yeah. Let's remember this, everybody. I'm yeah. going to put it in my calendar. Okay. Alert. Praise Phil show. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I, uh, I, I hope Greg Dulcich has eight touchdowns. That, that'd be great. Yeah. I look forward to hopefully praising you. <laughs> Let's be clear. I'm not rooting against Greg. Anybody uh, who you think is like, uh-oh. Sean's here. I'm nervous. Well, I just this is a hedge, but I think if I think anybody outside of like a Sertan and a Russ should be a little bit nervous. Yeah, just because anytime there's a new head coach, you don't know how you got to prove that coach again. is going to utilize you. You got to prove yourself. You got to show that you're willing to work. You got to show you have the right attitude. Um, I mean, more specifically, you, you talk about free agents, guys that are entering free agency right now. Who, who may or may not want to be back. Well, Sean Payton is going to decide by watching your tape and, you know, potentially talking to you, I guess. Hey, are you are you what we want on this football team? So we're talking about guys like Dalton Reisner, Draymond Jones, Alex Singleton, Deshaun Williams. Um, I know there are a lot of fans who, who want some of those guys back, but Sean Payton's going to be the one deciding that. And then I, I think um, offensive line, you know, he's going to rebuild that thing. And so if you're an offensive lineman um, – you know, I, yeah. I think you got to be willing to show something here and able to show something. Um, I, I truly think, Phil, you can go kind of just around the roster because anytime you're a five and twelve football team or you've missed the Change playoffs, uh, what seven years in a row now? Yeah, things need to be different. Things yeah. need to change. There are guys on this roster, Phil. That, you know, what did Sean Payton said? He said that for those first couple of years, it was difficult. It was uncomfortable. But they made changes that you had to make. And so there's going to be guys on this football team, I guarantee you, that people think are um, safe safe or, like, important pieces or or fan favorites even that are going to be in for a a little bit of a wake-up call and potentially even not be on the team in a couple of years. And so, uh, you know, that's not not reporting that. or That's just kind of my opinion of what is probably going to happen here because Sean Payton's not going to come in and just say, I'm good with sticking with 80% of this team. Yeah. You know, he's going to shake things up. He's going to want to get guys that fit what he wants to do. He's going to want guys that have a certain attitude. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's going to be a wake up call for everybody. And unless you're Russell Wilson, who, you know, because of one, his resume and his contract, he's going to be your quarterback this year. And Pastor Tan, who is an all pro and at the top of the league and young and on a rookie deal, you know, it, who knows what happens to everybody else? Yeah, exactly. And there, you know, there's guys you would expect to to be here, but we, we just talked about with Judy, someone could come in and blow you away with an offer, and because of where the Broncos are with draft capital, who knows what you do? Yeah, exactly. The Broncos only have five picks right now. Yeah. So you would think that maybe they'd do something to just give some more picks. Somehow. Yeah. I mean, so. you think of this, like, receiving core. They're going to have to address. you got Corlin Sutton, who – I don't think lived up to expectations that he wanted to KJ Hamler, who certainly has not met expectations. Tim Patrick's coming off injury. I mean, a lot of questions. They could choose to significantly revamp that group. Yep. Yeah. So 
edge rusher. You did not get the production you needed there yeah. after Bradley Chubb was traded. Yeah. You could choose to revamp that group. I mean, this is going to be, Phil, a very interesting offseason in terms of Change. who stays, who goes, who's brought in, who's maybe put on notice. And Sean said that, look, we're going to watch the tape and let the tape yeah. determine what this what, what happens here. So. Yeah. But every coach wants their type of a guy. Yeah. This is what I believe this player is supposed to look like. And this I'm going to go out and find guys that fit that. That's sort of a – that's just how head coaches work. Nathaniel Hackett did it when he came in here, and Sean Payton's going to do it now too. And by all accounts, Sean Payton is like this master motivator. Maybe that's not for everybody. So maybe there's going to be some button in the heads with some players. And guess what? Sean is – he makes the decisions. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be an interesting offseason. This team might look a lot different uh, than it is, uh, you know, on day one versus when we're talking right now. And teams look different anyway, right? Like each year you've got 30 players on your 90-man roster, 30 to 40. to I mean, it's different anyway. And so it's diff. Um, from year to year you've got big change. And so, you know, people last year were like, oh, George Payton or George Payton's first year. George Payton's turned over 60% of the 53-man roster. That but happens, that happens every, every single year just yeah. because of contracts, um, you yeah. know, other decisions that you make. And so to me, it's less about the number of players and who it is. You yeah, know? exactly. Hey, yeah. Do you make a big-time move to send a message yeah. that, like, this is not going to be tolerated here? Yeah. Or we're not bringing this guy back. Or, you know, hey, we're going to trade this guy who previously was a contributor for us. How involved do you think Sean will be with the defensive side? Like, will he be like, we need players like this on defense? Or do you think that he's going to sort of be hands-off on that side? Uh, How from, do you think? From what I've read, it sounds like he's going to empower whoever is a D.C. to kind of be the head coach of the defense. I would imagine in, in draft meetings and free agency that he's still going to have a voice in terms of the type of guys he wants. You know, do we want to be big up front? Do we want to be fast and attacking? Uh, do we want corners that are great in, in press coverage? Do we want corners who are better uh, playing back in zone? Um, I think he'll have thoughts on those specific things. And, and ultimately, he and George are going to make the decision of, of who they're taking. It's not like whoever yeah. the defensive coordinator is is going to come in and say, hey, we're, t we're taking this guy at – with the yeah. first pick of the third round. Um, so I think he'll be involved in terms of, uh, you know, what types of guys do we want? Take some advice from whoever the DC is, obviously consult with George and then make a decision yeah. of who you want in here. Because just like uh, sometimes like in the past, like Vic Fangio was like, he was the defensive coach and then the offense was just sort of a different deal. Yeah. You know, I just wonder I if mean, it'll be. Sean's going to have like to that. be involved with the offense more because he's calling the plays and yeah. he's going to be, um, like intrin intrinsically involved with that every week. Yeah. Um, but I'm not worried. Like he's no, done no, no. this long enough that you're not yeah, like, yeah. oh, how is it going to work with the defense? Yeah. And no, no, no. granted, they never had like, and I don't want to say never, but they often they had some not, good defenses. Yeah, they didn't often have or like always have incredible defenses. Yeah. Um, they had some good, yeah. Some talent there. Yeah. Um, like Cam Jordan. Yeah. Um, the year they won the Super Bowl, I mean, they did a nice job against Peyton in, in that Super Bowl, oh, Eric. That's true. Tracy you Porter. Know, yeah. Kind of cheated with an onside kick. I don't know. That was a sort of genius. Yeah. It was, a, it was unexpected. A nice call. Hank Basket dropped it. You would think Basket. Tough. Yeah. Get it in the basket. The basket yeah. had a hole in it. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, some of these things, Phil, that we talked about last year, who's going to run the defense? How's the special teams going to work? How's he going to split his time? He knows. I just don't. You don't worry about it. I'm not that. worried about it. Yeah. I'm not even going to think about it. Yeah. 
when I think about things, that's not going to be one of the things I think about no. thinking about. You're going to be like, how is it possible so many people had so many touchdowns? That's <laughs> yeah. what you're going to worry about. Yeah, I'm going to be like, how, how is it possible? How are we going to, is there going to be a game ball shortage because of how many guys are going to have to get a game ball? Yeah. The price of the game ball will go It's going rocking. way up. Yeah. yeah. The game ball, a lot of inflation with the game ball. Yeah. Not like Tom Brady. He did the deflation of the football. This is the inflation. You like what I did there? Yeah. It was kind of an, an economic and football reference at the same time. Wow. That's, That's why crazy. you come to this show. That is why you come to it. Yeah. So. That's true. Think they'll make too many game balls? I don't know. Man. I don't know. All right, Eric. Anything else that we needed to t- uh, need to talk about before we get the shoutouts? Or uh, well, Phil, just as we transition to shoutouts, the Hall of, Hall of Fame. Is, as we record this, the vote. Well, well, we'll find out who's we'll been find elected. out who's made it. We'll find out who's been elected. Um, so I don't know if you wanted to make your own predictions. Uh, let me pull up the finalists here. Of course, our good friend Demarcus Ware is a finalist. That's right. Let me very, just, very deserving. Hall of Fame. 2023 20, finalists. Who but there's 15. Is, there's, 15. there's 15, right? You can pick okay. as many as five. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling it up. I do believe that Joe Thomas will make it. Yes, I agree. Uh, Daryl Revis will probably make it, right? Those two guys are a first ballot. I would think so. Right? Um, let's see here. So, uh, so uh, DeMarcus's competition this year just comes from the fact that um, – Dwight Freeney yep. and Jared Allen are both finalists. Yep. Um, I did a little piece on DenverBroncos.com. DeMarcus um, has the edge there in terms of Numbers. sacks. Um, has as many all-team pros as Jared Allen. I think Dwight Freeney has one fewer first-team all-pro. So DeMarcus should get in, but I think Jared Allen was a finalist one year before him. And sometimes with these guys that are comparable. There's row. There's yeah, a, there's, there's kind order. of like this un, unspoken agreement that like Jared Allen order. should go in first. You split it up a little bit. So, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Joe Thomas, Darrell Revis. I think, yeah, we're both agreeing. Right? We agree on those two. You want to get your guy Reggie in there, don't you? Oh, I don't think Reggie's going to be. I, I don't think so. I think, I think Zach Thomas might make it. Tremendous player. We, we He's been one of those guys that, like, again and again has been knocking. Knocking, and people are like, why is Wait Zach Thomas not in yet? He's knocking, he's knocking on the he's door. Waiting he's waiting for, the for Um. Patrick Willis was not even a, a finalist last year, so I think he waits one more year. So Devin Hester, maybe? Yeah, I think Devin Hester. Yep. So I got Joe Thomas, Darrell Revis, Devin Hester. Uh, Devin Hester, Zach Thomas, and Demarcus Ware. Okay. I think Demarcus gets in too. Yeah, I so think Demarcus will get in. He should have been a first ballot, if you yes. ask me. He should have been. And then Which means hmm, should I go this I don't want to say the same as you for Zach Thomas. I gotta make I gotta make a different pick here. Rondé Barber. Hmm. You do a receiver and a Tory Holt or Andre Johnson or Reggie Wayne. I'll say Andre Johnson. Okay. Coop's guy. Yeah. Maybe people I'll are just feeling the Texans love with the D'Amico and the, the clapping. Yeah. So yeah, much so clapping. Much happiness. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. I could also see uh, Jared Allen getting in with him and DeMarcus. With DeMarcus. Yeah, I wow. I can see that. Hmm. But yeah, I do think that Revis, Thomas, and Hester, those guys are, I think they have big. Hester was eligible last year, I think. It did yeah. not make it. Yeah, I think this time's going to make it. But, yeah, Revis and Thomas. Obviously, Joe Thomas is a slam dunk. That's, that's just a – he's a first ballot. I'm he's starting to best. get a little bit um, curious if Vaughn has fallen off a little bit where he's not going to end up being a first ballot guy. A first ballot? Yeah. Oh. he Vaughn needs about 15 more sacks to get in the top 10 all time. 
I yeah. think he needs you to do that to be a first ballot. I agree. You got to be a top 10 to be first ballot. I think top 10 with the F- Super Bowl 50 would be enough, but 15. You mean MVP. What did I say? You just said the Super Bowl 50. Yeah. With the nice job on that. Yeah, he did and a with nice the, job with the MVP. Because he also won uh, Super Bowl 56. That's true. Yeah, Not the MVP. And he says he wants to keep playing, so, you know, who knows what but that fi- I mean, 15 more sacks at this point in his career, not, not a guarantee. take a couple seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Take three seasons. Unless he goes crazy. Yeah. Unless he's he was diff. having a nice year Unless this year he's before he got hurt. Unless he's diff. He is diff. Uh, but shout out to Demarcus Ware, great guy. Hopefully he makes it. Great uh, sayings. Yes. Separates so the, time that... the children from the little boys. Yeah. Yeah. He had some like things where he goes, you know, when you think about Super Bowl Fifty, or you know, when you think about big time plays. Yeah. He said a lot of stuff like that, and then you thought something really amazing and like yeah, poetic was about yep. to happen, and it it, it was it often was. just sort of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like so, DeMarcus. There was also a time when a reporter from Indianapolis uh, came during the playoffs in 2014 and thought that he was Demarius Thomas. Yeah. And then uh, Bob Kravitz, right? Bob Kravitz, yeah, Bob Kravitz. I wasn't going to say, but yeah, Bob Kravitz. <laughs> hey, let's. Uh, he came and he mistaken. Just kind of funny. Mistakenly thought it Not was a blast. Uh, Demarius Thomas. Just a report. Yeah. And um, who was was it? Vontae Davis was the the cornerback. Colts corner, yeah. Yeah. So he was asking Demarcus right in the about. Of the game. How Vontae was going to defend him. And, he, and then DeMarcus was going to go, huh? He went, what? It was really funny. A funny moment uh, amongst reporters just sort of having a nice laugh. Yeah. yeah. DeMarcus wore a onesie once up on the box with some, yeah, ski, some goggles, ski goggles, I think. With the specialists. He would do the, uh, of course, very big on the pass rush moves with the hands. Yeah, the chopping. The chopping yeah, and the, the cross chopping. And the, the, yeah, a lot of that. The rip. He was good. He was good, man. He he just had this energy about him where he always seemed happy and like uplifting and cared yes. about you and yes he also great smile the uh, spin move he had against uh, oh. was it Staley yeah uh, with the with the Forty ers uh, the next day I was like hey how did you do that like uh, was that something you saw in film like you knew like the spin would work there and he goes what are you talking about. <laughs> And I was like, your spin move yesterday. And he goes, well, I started to spin that way. I saw he was committing, so I stopped spinning, and then I went back the other way. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if I believe it. Yeah. That would be like a tremendous athletic ability, which. To just stop like that. Yeah. It was a fake spin. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. But he said, the way he says it. He would do the Hulk smash. Yeah, it does a Hulk smash. He got after Cam in that Super Bowl oh, yeah. a lot. You know, a lot of people just remember the bomb, but he he had, man, he had, had some, some nice blasts. Some great quotes. Yeah. He, he was, was always just up there laughing. And uh, he remained, like, everybody says, oh, he's a cowboy, but he's he always uh, reps the Broncos here and there. Yeah. And stuff, you know? I mean, he, of course, cannot be a ring of famer. No. Because he played three seasons here. Yeah. Um, probably would have been, maybe if he had one more nice season, you consider he's right on the edge, maybe just because he was a captain of that Super Bowl 50 team, but... I mean, he's going to be remembered as a cowboy, but right. But he, but he because he was a captain on the Super Bowl Fifty team, because of what he helped Vaughn do, you know, yeah, it was a big. Uh, he had a big impact on Vaughn's career. Like when they have Super Bowl Fifty reunions, there's no doubt in my mind that he'll be there. Yeah, well, because they said that uh, good buddies Peyton was Peyton. the sheriff. Yeah, and he was the deputy. Was, <laughs> yeah. 
That's what so, he likes to say. So hopefully, Demarcus gets good news uh, this evening as we're recording this. Yes. We and if you're so. listening to this Friday morning and he didn't get in, then what were they what? thinking? What? Of course, we also should shout out to Nikola Jokic because we Mr. Already, Triple we Double. We talked about this. Yeah, he's Mr. Triple Double, though. Okay. Uh, who else? Uh, any Rams fans you want to? Is there a shout Ramon's, out for Ramon, Ramon Cezanne? Cezanne? Yeah, yeah, our old friend. That's our old friend, yeah. Yeah. And then I shout out. Oh, we did get a, an email from Tom from, from one of our uh, very close listeners about and everything. What was it? Oh, yeah. What sorry, was it, Eric. Yeah, yeah, a pillow. I think from Trader Joe's or yeah, not, a, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. No, but it was. But a, I said my. Everything. It was a heart. It was for Valentine's Day with everything bagel seasoning on top of it. Yeah, said, which is are, great. You are my everything. And this exactly. listener saw this pillow and Sent a picture thought of, of us. Yeah. That's and nice. I, I think we got to get one first. Maybe we put in Swanson's old chair. Yeah, put in the studio here with us. Yeah. So that's then nice. we could use the seasoning. Have you ever put that on avocado toast? I'm not. Well, gosh, I like to save my delicious. money. It's uh, delicious. Buying avocado toast is what's holding people back. So you don't buy avocados? Just, is that your thing? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I don't go to a restaurant and order avocado. I actually toast. I just make not, it at home. Like I need something with the avocado. I don't just like a toast. plain avocado. Well, <laughs> like another spice. Yeah, that's you put the everything bagel seasoning on it. See the 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 dirty little secret here, fellas. I don't really like everything bagels. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. What's your bagel order? Like a nice Asiago. Really? Yeah. Is that pretentious? Uh, no, that's a little like Einstein bagel-y, if you ask me. Hmm? It's not like a purist, an Asiago. I don't oh. Know. I think maybe or a like, bagel purist might find that insulting. Or uh, you know, if I go up to a nice uh, a nice bagel uh, patisserie up, an establishment up in like maybe five points. Yeah. Yeah. If I go up there, get I don't some think schmier. you can get an Asiago bagel there. No, but there I'll so. get either like a nice salt bagel salt, that's or, a nice or an egg bagel. Yeah. Those are nice. With now we're talking. With some schmear. Schmear. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But you can't toast it up at this particular. Not the day, not the day of. No. If it's a fresh bagel, you don't no. toast that. You don't mess around with that. No. Got some nice water up there. Some nice, uh, yeah, some New York, New York water. New there. York water. Yeah. yeah. Of course, New York, Montreal makes a nice bagel. You know, you got to think about these things. It's true. Who knew we'd be getting into bagels? Could have we like bagels. Do you like locks or no? Mm. Really? Wow. Yeah. Surprising. Sometimes I like a nice little, a nice, a little lox, maybe a slice of tomato on there. Oh. A little onion. You're going a little crazy. A little onion, and then I'm set. This uh, this particular establishment bagel bagelry that I'm speaking of. <laughs> bagelry, yeah, 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 yeah. You like that? I like that. They do a nice one with uh, pastrami. Oh, a sandy. And cheese, like, like nice a bagel sandy. sandy. I think it's called the heart attack or something. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, like, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like kind of like. Uh, I want that. You, you like you do a Reuben on a bagel or that's not. Oh, I don't really I don't like sauerkraut. So. Wow. We're finding out so much. <laughs> people are, people are <laughs> we, curious. We don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. So, but yeah, you'll catch. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bagelries. Bagelria. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bagelria of bagels. <laughs> Uh, we know our friend Liz Gerald enjoys this particular oh, yes, establishment, so we should yeah, shout we her shout out. out. Yeah, the community. And uh, maybe just we send our regards to New Orleans where Ben Swanson awesome. is. Yeah, we pour out a little paint. We don't drink paint. it. Maybe we'll make a phone call and see. If we can get him back. Yeah, what do you think? I'm not doing it that until next week at least. No, 
I got I got plans. It might cost too much. Uh, we'll have to see. Bill, you got a Super Bowl prediction to close things out here? The Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the Eagles. I like them. Uh, I like it a uh, 31-24. Okay. I'm going to say uh, 56-10 Eagles. <laughs> 56-10, huh? Yeah. Mahomes throws four picks. And how many? What about the Hurts? How does he do it? Hurts? 56. <laughs> I think that means he's got nine touchdowns. Hurts. Right? That would be 63. Yeah, oh, nine yeah. times seven is 63. Yeah. He's got. Yeah. Would you say 56? He's got eight touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You do eight. Sorry. Be he's nine. got eight touchdowns. Yeah, no two-point conversions. No. Well, you don't, wanna, you don't want to rub it. <laughs> standard, yeah. Any Philly specials just for old times' sake? A bunch yeah, of them. That would yeah. be kind of funny, huh? Yeah. It is kind of wild. Well, you know, people are like, um, hey, the Broncos won a Super Bowl in 2015 and, like, They've gone through this this bad stretch Long here, stretch. but like if you asked a fan, they'd probably say, "I'll take one Super Bowl win one. for then, then like five years, six yeah. years of bad." The Eagles yeah. won the Super Bowl, tore well, it all down in two built years, it right back up. Howie built Rose. it back up, yeah. and are going to pr- probably win again. I mean, that's wild. Do you think probably? Are you at yeah, this point? Yeah, the Eagles are favored, right? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. But nobody has stopped. Nobody's. There's a Mahomes factor there where you're Please. like, okay, you don't know what's going to happen. It would be really not good if Mahomes won. That would be really terrible. Because then you go from like, oh, the Chiefs have just – I think after time you forget about if you were in the Super Bowl and you didn't win it. And you didn't win it? Oh, yeah, yeah like you like, forget like that you think Peyton Manning. Bucks. Like when I think of Peyton Manning, I'm like two Super Bowls. Yeah, of I course. don't think of like yeah, two yeah, Super Bowls yeah. and two Super Bowl losses. Or with Brady, I'm not like seven – what is it, seven, six? I don't he know. Seven. He's been into he a lot. Seven. I'm like seven, I think he's got seven. Seven wins. I'm not thinking like ten. Those I don't, two Giants ones stick out though, just because of the way they happen. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think of like in the Philly ten, ten appearances. I don't think that either. And so John Elway, you think about some of those losses though. Yeah. I would say, but I, I think with Mahomes, like if you got to the end of his career and you were like, even if he made four Super Bowls, if he only won one, you'd look back and you'd be like, okay, we we got away with that. Okay. If you were a Broncos fan, if, you'd be if like, Mahomes only, only wins one, you'd be like, that wasn't so bad. That was fine. Yeah. But if he wins Multiple. this one, and yeah. then you're like, okay, well, now he's he's won two. He's when you're won, in the two winners club. That's he's different. won two of the last three, right? Yeah. He's been to this be many. Good. That would not be. Or was no, it not two out of three? Two out of four. Yeah. Sorry. But when you get to two, you're like, oh, hard to. You're in a different realm at that point. And you probably feel like you've met expectations. There's some of the great quarterbacks in NFL history. They've not won two. Right. Aaron Rodgers has won. Some have not won one. Dan Marino has not won one. Yeah. Trevor Simeon. Well, he yeah, did win he one. Did. Well, yeah, technically. Yeah. Trevor Simeon better than Dan Marino. Congrats to Trevor on uh, having twins. Twins. He and his yeah, wife. If you follow him on social media. That is a nice shout out. You think he listens to the show? Probably religiously. I would think so. For you. For the cats. Yeah. For the cats. Big one for the cats tonight. Yeah. Oh, uh, last thing on the Super Bowl. Would you rather them get blown out like that, or would you rather something yes. really heartbreaking happen and then they're just devastated, like where they're just like thinking about the one moment over and over and over and no, all offseason? I, I liked um, like when Tampa just blasted them. Got it. Because you were like, they weren't even close. Yeah. Like Mahomes they thought just, they were good. Mahomes is just running around trying to – because otherwise if it's close, then maybe like people are like, well, Mahomes did everything he could. It wasn't Mahomes' fault they lost. No, but what if it was? I what, want, if, what if like he I was want it driving in? Fault. What if he was driving in and they're like, they're going to win the Super Bowl? And he, and he boom, pick six or something. Oh, ho, ho. yeah, and then it goes the other way and the Eagles win it. Like something just catastrophic, where like like a, that kind of a thing could just ruin somebody. I don't think he's going to get <laughs> ruined by anything. No, you don't think so? No. 
but okay, so you'd rather have the go birds. Yeah, we're big bird. I'm gonna make a Philly cheesesteak. You're a big bird. Yeah, a whiz with. Yep. That's what I'm gonna be cooking up on Sunday. Go you're birds. such a you're such a big bird I'm that Jerry a, Judy likes you. You do it. Uh, you gotta have a, you gotta drink a yingling. Uh What yeah. else? What else are you gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. Go run out a pretzel. Run up some Fill stairs. Pretzel, throw your arms up. Stairs. Yeah. What Watch else? Rocky. Yeah. What else do Philly Philadelphians do? I don't know. I think that's. It. I think we hit all the Chiefs. We hit a lot of the things there. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's <laughs> gonna do it. We'll be back next week. Uh, we'll see if Swanson can be with us. We'll see maybe if the head coach joins us ever. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Could be nice. That would be yep. a nice episode. Would be really good. Maybe later. Maybe later. Maybe later. All right. That's going to do it for us. For Eric Dalala, I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to The, the Neutral Zone.